It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast It is We are back Another week in your ear uh, I'm still riding dirty I don't know about you But uh I'm in the world. You say you still what? I'm still riding dirty, brother. I'm still <laughs> out here. I'm still out here with no preparations at the moment. I don't know where you stand, but uh, that's where I'm at right now. Is that all you? coded language for you don't have the vaccine? I have not got the vaccine yet. <laughs> I have not done it at the moment. Nah, I'm still ducking. Where you at? How you living? <laughs> First of all, you sound like... When you talking to a street cat, and they was, yeah, man, what's up? Bang, bing, boop, boop, you know. Like, yeah, man, like, I don't know. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of cryptic verses. Yeah, yeah, you never know who could be listening. Word up. Uh, <laughs> shit, I'm, I'm still unvaccinated as well. I'm, I'm plotting on it, though. I'm, I'm getting yeah. closer. Yeah, you uh, know. Yeah, I'm plotting on it, too. I don't know if I... Well, I'm... Yeah, I'm getting closer. I feel that. I, don't, I haven't, I haven't run, really done much in this last week. I did more last week when I researched it and, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, emotionally, I'm getting there. I'm starting to feel like... I don't want to say I'm starting to feel, but I don't want to feel like I'm shamed into it. I feel like there's a wave of propaganda. A lot of people, hey, mm-hmm. I got my second shot. I'm vaccinated. A lot of people that's like... You you you're silly, and that's just being mild. Mm-hmm. It goes anywhere right. from you stupid to goes even further to how you don't got the shit at this point. Don't you know that da 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 da? So I'm trying right. to I'm trying to drown that out because I don't want to feel like I'm I'm being bullied into it. I want to make this decision myself. And uh, <laughs> as we've said time and week and week again, it's you know I understand it, but I gotta that shit gotta get, I gotta get right with it. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at at this moment. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's like like with with everything, you know, social media, everything becomes I got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that's propaganda that part of it, but you know, everybody want to show that they're you know on the right side of what's supposed to be right, you know, and so. Right. Definitely showing up with the vaccination cards. Um, you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> one of my homeboys, he 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 posted his vaccination shot, vaccination shot the about two days ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, I got the one and done, Johnson and Johnson, Machia, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. you know, of course, you know, it's always some news with Johnson and Johnson every week over the yeah. last month or so. Um, but you see that they had to put it on pause and. Uh, you know, test and see what's going on with some of these uh, reactions. Um, mm-hmm. What know, the blood uh, clot? Yeah, oh, stop. <laughs> 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 and you know, I had my, you know, what I'm saying my own speculation of the Johnson and Johnson with no scientific research or nothing like that. Just you know, you uh-huh. know just black, just black speculation. Mahamshadamus. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be out here like I'm calling it. I ain't trying to call it. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's just, right. you know, my own little notes of, okay, this, that, and the third. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm glad that they are uh, at least pausing it to take some time to look and not just trying to gloss over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep it moving. 
Yeah. Um, I'm sure Johnson and Johnson is sick. Oh, you know yeah. What I'm saying they, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they gearing up. They already been fighting battles, so yeah, they, you know, it's, it's their second setback in what two weeks? Yeah, yeah man, man, that's just the second, you know, that widely know. spread setback. Right. It's been a few different ones. Um, uh, the other ones they haven't proven that it was the vaccine itself. You know, what I'm saying some mm-hmm. of them they saying it might have been the conditions in the place. You know what I'm saying? Right. Might have been too hot up in there, something like that. You know, uh, at least in Georgia, it was a couple of cases in Georgia where the people were, you know what I'm saying, reacting crazy to it. But they were saying that it was, um, you know, more to do with the heat than the vaccine. Yeah. So, you know, they were running tests. That's when they, they pulled it back the last time, at least in, in, in some of the places. But now, I guess they federally pulling it back right. to right. see right. what's right. going right. on. And that, and that, see, and I, I respect that. And I wasn't even talking about the uh, the heat thing because I didn't hear about mm-hmm. that one. But I was talking about mm-hmm. the uh, the story that came out where they there seemed to be a mix up in ingredients, like right, a right, swap. Right, right, right. You know, that's mm-hmm. the other thing I was talking about. But what I see, and I and I appreciate Johnson and Johnson for you know being as transparent as they have been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the fact of the matter, like. It goes back to not even just this specific thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. when they say we're practicing medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, yeah, or even just science in itself, mm-hmm. it's evolving. You know, right. it's a lot of post-test, pre-test, you know, pre-test, post-test, a lot of trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody takes that into consideration, you know, I think it's still valid because it's like mm-hmm. there's this there's this blind faith and this arrogant blind faith that's like, <laughs> well, it's science. Come on now. I mean, it's look what what do you do? You know what I mean? Right. Like, look, it's all valid. However right. people feel is however people feel. It is what it is. Do what you want to do mm-hmm. and do what you want to do for you. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing, especially if they ain't within six to ten feet of you. You know right. what I'm saying? But then, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say, man. I mean, <laughs> and then when it comes to this type of thing, you know what I'm saying? I guess, like, all you have to do is watch any late night TV mm-hmm. or and and see any of the pharmaceutical ads that come on. <laughs> and you see all of the risk associated with every single medicine in medicine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you know, you probably won't you know have a stroke but you know there are risk of stroke you know i mean sometimes the conditions be worse than the shit you got you know what i'm saying yeah you know so shit this this human body is is fragile and science is you know like you said evolving and not perfect because humans are you know making it and we don't know everything so yeah you know, it's out there. You know what I'm saying? Six people got the blood clots. And, right. you know, um, I've received a, a, some type of infogram that said that shit. Birth control pills give you more blood clots. We have more risk of blood clots. Cigarette mm-hmm. smoking, definitely. And the mm-hmm. COVID infection itself, which is, I guess was the main hook to this infographic, mm-hmm. the COVID infection itself is 16.5% of cases 
you know what I'm saying, experience some type of blood clots or something like that. But again, I'm no scientist, doctor, nor um, medical reporter. I'm just a nigga with a mic. <laughs> it is, man. It is. Well, you know, hey. It is what it is. I can't say anything more. You already know where I stand. <laughs> you know where I stand. I'm still. I'm. You know. I'm out here surveying the land. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, man. Woo wee! But uh, Johnsons and Johnsons is looking crazy right now, and it's sad because again, like I said prior to you, um, like kind of pulling my coat to it, I really, like I said, it had it had the brand awareness. It had the you know Johnson and Johnson been in the, it's been in the household since I was a, a youngster. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, it, it definitely had I had some brand loyalty there. It was damn near up there. You know, it was high on the on the tier. But uh, whew. anyway, uh, moving on. Um, rest in peace to uh, Earl Simmons, Darkman X, DMX. Um, you know, that that was. That was really sad, man. That is sad still. Yeah. Like that, damn. Um, yeah, that hit me, man. That hit me. That hit me even before it was even announced. Like just when, you know, as the the news was coming out, it didn't say it sent, You know, from the from the onset, they were saying mm-hmm. things were grave and mm-hmm. all of that. And uh, you know, it just it took it made me reflect on, you know, his uh, contribution to the culture and mm-hmm. you know his energy and you know all of that and uh yeah man that, that it made me quite sad you know i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. I, I fuck with dmx I, you know he's uh he's like verbal adrenaline you know mm-hmm. just his music you know what i'm saying like you know just just oral adrenaline you know through the ear and mm-hmm. um you know he had that accessibility he was bigger than life but he had an accessibility that common man accessibility that never you know he never got too far removed from the people which is which is you know it's it seems like it's rarer and rarer nowadays in in hip-hop you know it seems like when people can't wait to blow up and and kind of leave the people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or like put some distance between them and the common man and it felt like he he kind of drew his strength from that and he man, you know, he like, he was out there for them, you know? And, uh, you know, it was just, just what he brought to it, that aggressive, that aggressive sound, that aggressive approach, but at the same time tempered with like, you know, damn near aggressive vulnerability, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, his spirituality, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, just like, um, you know, he, the way that he, interspersed spirituality and prayer and all of that. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do without coming across churchy or without polarizing yourself or, you know, putting yourself in the box. It's only very, it's maybe him and Kanye. And I think they've done two different uh, approaches to it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like that's one of the things that, you know, he was just, he was, he was, his intensity was so, affecting and it was so like in on damn near every level like when you heard him pray there's only there's a short list of people that i i know in life 
You know what I'm saying? I think my grandmother's on that list. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Max is on the same list of people that when they pray, you like, oh nah, this one gonna get through. You know what I mean? Like this one, they nah, they they got the they got the this is they got to connect. You know what right. I mean? Like this, like I pray. I'm not gonna lie, I pray and I tell somebody I will pray for them. I'm gonna really pray for them, but like I'm not the one that's like, you know, they say, hey Damien, could you lead us in prayer? I don't know if I'm trying to lead <laughs> nobody in prayer. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if my belt is black enough. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm a what they call a prayer warrior. I'll pray. I'm a prayer soldier. I'm a, you know what I mean? I don't know about full old prayer warrior. Like X was one of them. Like he was, mm-hmm. you know, and that that was that really struck me. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, just um Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. it speaks to a lot of what we talked about with the young Jacksonville niggas, you know what I'm saying, as far as being loud and exuberant with their message. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was just as loud in his prayer and talking about God as he was in, you know what I'm saying, robbing a nigga on the song. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever he was into on the song, he was just as loud talking to God. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think it was, uh, I think I saw Chris Latterman say that he probably referenced God more than any other, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, musician outside of gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I'm not. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not sure if that's what he said, but that's what I took from it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And and when you think about it, yeah, I, I don't know nobody that that spoke of God as much as DMX not like did. that. No, you know what I'm saying? As loud and strong as he did. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, and DMX probably lived a lot more life than a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? As far as his experience coming mm-hmm. up, you know what I'm saying? Struggling through, you know, his addictions or whatever, jail, you know. It's a, he had a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's a lot going on. And um, so he probably had a lot of experience and a lot to speak from and to draw from, you know? Yeah. Um, you could just take, you know what I mean, some inspiration from his loudness in uh, love and in God, you know? Right, So right. And be loud about what, what it is that, whatever it is that you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's I think that's definitely a part in a part and shot. You know what I mean? Just a yeah, whole lot to that to that point. There's a clip that's going around from he did an appearance on Old Drama. Remember Old Drama on BET mm-hmm. back in the days? Kim Whitley mm-hmm. and uh, I forget uh, the rest of the co-host names. Pardon, but uh, I forget who brought it up. But they were like, "Yo, I think Vanessa Bell Calloway was on it." I forget, but anyway, they brought up. They were like, "Yo." You know, we hear that you're into, you know, prayer or whatever, you know, religion or, you know, they were kind of, it was kind of like, it seemed like fodder. Something like the producers might have wrote on the card, like, yo, ask him about, you know, prayer. Mm-hmm. He's supposed this guy is, this guy is really into the prayer thing. You should, you should, you should ask him. You get a chance. Mm-hmm. So they asked him and he's like, you know, would you like to, uh, would you like to pray a little something? <laughs> Almost like, would you like to spit a freestyle? And what I like before all of that, before he went into his prayer, he said, I right. said, I'm a pray. He said, but look, y'all going to be with me because I pray for real. <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, 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 we're going to be with you. And I just like that. I like that disclaimer. Like, now nah, I'm not, I'm about to go in. I just need you to be for real, for real. This is real talk. And then what I liked is, you know, 
showing the commitment. Everybody, you know, bowed their heads. And it's the blackness of the channel, too. Like, not only was everybody on the panel with their head down, they, the, they panned through the, the crowd. Everybody in the crowd had their hand down. That shit turned into a little church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I thought that was really cool, man. I like a lot of the uh, the remembrances, the little video footage and stuff like that coming up. You know, mm-hmm. it was cool. It's um, it's interesting. Like, obviously, I feel, uh, you know, my condolences go to his family. I feel sorry for, you know, not sorry, but, I, you know, my condolences go to his family and I hope, no, you know, this is a tough loss, but mm-hmm. it's so, it's so wild. It's like, you know, it feels like, you know how they say you go on the glory, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it felt like, you know, he went through a whole lot while he was here and struggle and life, you know, to, you know, to your point earlier, like I feel like he, obviously he could, 50 is only 50. He could have lived a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he didn't live. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we go back to the whole the gusto, the exuberance of it all. Like, you know, I think we're mourning, and I think you know how they say this person is in a better place, or they're not struggling anymore. Things are gonna be, you know, a little easier or whatever. It feels like that. It feels like that. Like it's gonna, it's it's all right. I mean, we're gonna deal with the the the. The uh, the remnants or the feelings, the grief of the loss, and that was a huge loss. But uh, you know, it feels like his spirit is going to be good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just kind of that's kind of how I how I feel about that. But um, yeah, man, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Nah, I feel like he's really resting in peace. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah you know, so, sometimes you know, life be so challenging that you know it could seem like peace, but you know we. We only we all get our own chance to experience what it's gonna be, and yeah, you know, yeah. so you know while we're here no, in the land of the living, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do do what you're supposed to do here, and and you know take the journey from there. Yeah, take the journey while you can do it. This is it. This is the life. This everything else is unknown. There ain't no Yelp reviews on death. You know, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Might as well stretch this out. Make the most of it while you can. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking all that shit. I'm talking vaccine talk. <laughs> I'm talking like a nigga that's been inoculated. Anyway, nah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh, they say, you know, uh, wish somebody had that footage of DMX at Howard Homecoming. And I was like, shit, actually, I do. I got it on yes, a, VHS so. tape, a VHS tape. But I ain't in, when I get back to New York, I'm going to somehow get it to the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I hate, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be the guy who's like, I got DMX footage too. But, you know what I'm saying? Since it was requested, I will post it to where I will reply with a post. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right, right, right. But, you know, they, they, they documented that on uh, the MTV. Diary? Yeah, it was VH1. Who had Diary? VH1? I think it was VH1. One MTV. Of them. MTV. MTV, yeah. And, MTV Diary, I think. and the yeah. thing about it, we talked about it here about how they didn't tell him he was supposed to perform. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and when he showed up, he was like, yo, these people expect me to perform. Right. And, and, right. and the dude from Def Jam is chain smoking cigarettes, shaking. Uh, you know, uh, like you didn't tell me that this is some bullshit. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? I was like, ah, oh, shit, this nigga finna break out. 
It was a whole situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Nathan and them kids did expect him to perform. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. They, and, it, and it had been a deep show that day, too. So it was like, if he didn't, they shouldn't have been mad. You know what I'm saying? Because they had Fab when he was out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Foxy first time back after her incident where, you know what I'm saying, she was out the game for a second. Uh, Noriega. It was a whole list of people. But... He was supposed to be the one. Yep. And he said, fuck it. And he went out there like it wasn't no problem. You know what I'm saying? He did his whole shit. You know what I'm saying? And got it done because, you know, the people expected it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Fuck that. Fuck all y'all. I'm out of here. I ain't Nobody signed me up to do this shit. You know, and he would have been right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody signed him up to do it. And nobody told the kids that he was guaranteed to perform. You know what I'm saying? So, but he did that shit, and, you know, you had to respect that shit. Yeah, man, you know, yeah, just rest in peace, man. Just a, you know, uh, you know, absolute legend, man. So, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what else is, what's good? What's good? Let's talk what's good news. It's, it's the, I mean, uh, you know, this is neutral news, but it's the first day of Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> it's neutral news. Oh, shit. <laughs> neutral news. First day of Ramadan. Is this this is the second Ramadan in COVID? It's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. Okay. Um, okay. Last year. I don't know if we talked year. about Ramadan and COVID. Yeah, yeah, we so did. We, we had did. to. Okay. We had to. If I was okay. going through it, I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Don't miss to yeah. put it on the topics. It's something to talk about. <laughs> right, right, right. Nah, I can a, dig it. So I'm a fast as loud as I wild out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. So this is what, day one or day two? Yeah. Well, we, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing a couple people talking about it. Um yeah, it's a, it's a, it's How becoming a little more. Um, you know, it's it's, it's pretty cool to, that it's becoming a little more, not mainstream but understood. It's mainstream in the sense of how many people do it, right? But just right. like in in my social media timeline, how many people understand it now? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or or at least recognize it? Like, okay, Ramadan talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before you just be on solo. You know what I'm saying? You and your your lone Muslim follower, like, hey, Ramadan like Kwanzaa. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you be f- out here fasting quietly. <laughs> right, right. Why you ain't eating? Uh, well, it's a long story. Yeah, you can't man. You can't even drink water? Not, right. nope. Damn, no water. I couldn't do that shit, boy. Actually, mm-hmm. we about to go eat right now. <laughs> you be like, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate, appreciate you. that information, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how's it? How's it? Uh, how you feeling going into oh, this man. Ramadan? It was a real. I mean, I, I I didn't start on the right foot. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was coming. I didn't prepare as well as I should have, as far as um, the right having the right ingredients on tap. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to probably I'm going to spend most of it in New York, so mm-hmm. I'm still in the A. So I didn't want to stock up on all the shit here and then you know had to do it again in New York. So. I didn't have all the right tools, you know what I mean? And um, so that made today a little rougher than it probably should have been. I usually, the last maybe three, four years, I I had a good little system of how I set it up because, um, shout out to my man, B. Moore, Brendan Moore, 
out there, nutrition coach. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if he still do that, but he was a nutrition coach. And he had put me on to some some hacks, you know what I'm saying? Made sure I had certain type of vitamins and um, certain type of protein that, you know, he basically called the vitamins like the insurance. Like this is insurance, like uh, the Vitacode uh, raw uh, supplements, daily supplements for men. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's your insurance. So no matter what you do, you have those nutrients in your body. You know what I mean? So right. throughout that'll hold you down throughout the day. And <clears throat> I didn't have those on deck. I didn't eat the right breakfast. Told myself I was gonna do this. I ain't do it. You know what I mean? Uh it's a you know, I should have went on ahead and did with my first mindset, just going down to it's a diner down the block that's open twenty four hours. I was like, you know, I I could just make up by going there, but then when it's 30 in the morning you like do I really feel like getting in the car going down there yeah I just make some shit and that's where it went wrong <laughs> so you ain't had nothing to make or you just was no, tired I had, and I had, like I had something to make but I didn't have that type of thing that that's gonna hold you down you know I ate right. healthy you know what I'm saying I had uh-huh. I had you know a bottle of essential I had you know what I'm saying 16 ounces of celery juice I had, wow. uh, you know, saying a big, you know, helping of spinach and and eggs, but all oh, that burn fast. That's food that burn fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you need that shit that stick. You know what I mean? That hold you down. You need them steel cut oats and you know shit like that. Like right. like real grains or something. You know, um, that's that's what I was missing. Uh, so and I'm used to having that during the fast. So to you know today my body like ha ha blood hey man we need to who <laughs> right right this ain't it <laughs> yeah man so what you gonna do you gonna get some some Atlanta grits before you know what I mean just to hold you down till you make the the trip back to New York or you gonna I, try I, to I got some I got some I got some grits I got some uh, I actually got some steel cut oats but then I waited too late. Because you're really supposed to cook these like in a crock pot. So if you. Uh, okay. So, but I, I can bake them. I, you know what I'm saying? Usually when I don't have access to the crock pot, I just bake them. But you need time. You know what I'm saying? You need about four, five, six, seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For them things mm-hmm. to, to bake down into something edible. And Dang. by the time I thought about it, it was a little too late. You know what I mean? It wasn't going to be ready. So. Got it. I'm like, I'll just run down to the diner, get some oatmeal and some, you know what I mean? But again, I convinced my I talked myself out of it at four thirty in the morning. Like, ah, <laughs> it's probably a scene during Ramadan four thirty at the diner. It might be a whole low low vibe, <laughs> a whole little community of cats. You never know. It might be, you know what I mean? Uh, Something different. Only uh, only time uh, I ran into that, you know what I'm saying? Well, on Fulton Street in Brooklyn. Definitely, there's always a scene because there's a masjid right there, a large Muslim African community that congregates there, a lot of African spots. So, like, breaking fast in the the evening, there's always a community there doing it. Um, Four in the morning, I ain't discovered that yet. Only place I've had that was at St. Regis in Los Angeles when Mm. that was open, at Century City. And... um. You know, I was like, damn, screwed, because, you know what I'm saying, the the uh, 
room service didn't start to after the sun came up. Maybe it was seven something and the sun came up like six or whatever. Or the time was like five thirty or something. And then mm-hmm. um so I was checking in and you know it was Ramadan was just about to begin. So the the guy that was helping me with my stuff, he uh you know, he saw my name or whatever, and he was like, "Um, oh, you, 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 um, you fasting in the morning?" I was like, "For mm. sure, if I could find something to eat, it looked like you know what I'm saying, the food not gonna be ready." He was like, "Nah, I got you." You know what I'm saying? I'm mm. like, "Word," but what I know was most of the people that worked there, they were like a lot of Muslim people that worked there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess they got it popping early for them. I don't know for themselves, but they damn sure had a full on breakfast at my door right at the time. You know what I'm saying? The time that shit was supposed to, whatever the time was, little doorbell would do do. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know I was like, damn. So that, yo, that. Nah, go ahead. Nah, I'm just saying that that's a white space. That that that's there's a need for that. Like there should right. be a like a Uber Eats for Ramadan hours. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that shit could work. That could work, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn. But that's that's the thing you don't get when you live in a, a more of a Christian country. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, I'm sure it's like that if you were in, like, a Muslim country and then they everything shut down during the day and you ain't got mm-hmm. that type of temptation. Not here, boy. They don't give a damn. They like, man, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ramadan. Who, who that nigga think he is? Farrakhan. <laughs> <laughs> you made your own celery juice, or you bought it? No, nah, I bought it actually. Um, okay. Um, there's this this brand. Um, my wife got an uncle that I follow on Facebook. Uh-huh. Uncle Mike, he's real cool. He live out in California, and he was on an eight day juice fast. And um, you know, I've I've taken Alamar's course, you know what I'm saying? Uh a la care. And celery juice is a, a big part of it. It helps with digestion, helps, you know what I'm saying, get you started in the morning. Um, and then he was on a juice fast, so I saw these juices behind him and it had a certain brand, I think it was called Suja or something like that. And I was okay. like, Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I see the celery juice back there. Maybe I oh yeah, I should get some of that. And so I saw it in the Publix and cop. So now nah, I was ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I know celery juices is uh really popping as of late. Like that's that's definitely kind of um obviously celery juice has been around for a long time, but it feels like it got another level of popularity throughout the the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. amongst some of these uh superfoods and these things that are kind of help your uh your immune system, like, yeah, that's been mm-hmm. up there with, like, soursop and uh, mm-hmm. sea moss. I've been seeing a lot of celery mm-hmm. juice. So, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, um, man. <clears throat> so, yeah, man. So we at it, you know what I'm saying? I'll be back at it tomorrow. I'm ready. I'm prepared now. You know what I mean? You know, good luck. <laughs> you know, because what I what I know, but you know, because I always feel bad because I, you know, I, you know me, I like to talk about food too, so I'm gonna chill nah, a little it's bit. It's all good. It's all good. All right, well, you know, yeah, it's all now. good. Gonna, I'm, I'm strong. Gonna, yeah. I'm strong. All right, well, shit, we'll talk about because what is also interesting, and I we had this conversation quite a bit, and what is cool, what I I admire about it, and respect about it, uh, is it's a moment to where like, you know, you got to take a second to. 
at least abstain, right? And mm-hmm. I know last, uh, maybe Ramadan or two ago, you were saying that, you know, when you break your fast, you're way more conscious of what you ingest, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and what you're mm-hmm. eating because you don't want to just eat some bullshit because it's kind of like it's, it, you kind of just, right. you're blowing it a little bit or like you, you, you know what it. I mean? Like, yeah, you won't feel it. And, you know, like now it's more fuel. It's more fuel-based. It's like it's, it's explicitly fuel-based. Meanwhile, <laughs> transition, I actually finally went ahead, you know, people in the streets had been asking, the streets, a couple people, had been asking for a review of that Popeye's flounder sandwich. Oh, okay. And, uh, I, I can yeah. help you out with that. I, I've had that. Go ahead. Oh, you went and had it too? Yeah, so what yeah. you think? Because I thought it was regular. <laughs> started this conversation. Oh, I, just, oh all right. Well, shit. jump in. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, shit. I had it the other day. Uh, shit. Day before yesterday, I had some... Um, well, yeah, I had some... I, had, I was in the streets... And uh, I was I was dealing with some Apple shenanigans. It's actually part of a, it. It dovetails the end of a some other shit. So like my mm-hmm. my you know me and Apple man, we still it's it's a problem. And uh, my laptop, the battery has been on some bullshit. The battery life has been trash. <clears throat> and uh, so I called the Apple people. And we did a little diagnostic over the phone or whatever. And then they were like, you know, they couldn't really find nothing. So they were like, you should go to the Genius Bar. And I was like, I don't really want to go to the Genius Bar. You know, I'm not really trying to be out in the world like that. But I need mm-hmm. my laptop. So fuck it. I went out in the world. I went to the Genius Bar. And I wasn't feeling it, you know, because it's underground and shit. And, mm-hmm. and it, it sets the bar too high. I'm sure I've said this before. But Genius, no. These motherfuckers is working it out just like everybody else. But, um, you know what I mean? Because when I think genius, I'm thinking you're going to have the answer like like that. You know what I mean? But these cats, they be struggling. And uh, it sets your expectations up way too high so that you're frustrated. Because then they basically did the same shit that I had done over the phone and couldn't really do much more because... They said, yo, did you back up your computer? I said, nah, I talked to the dude. I asked him, did I need to back up my computer before I came to see you? Mm -hmm. He was like, nah. Now, rule of thumb, you should probably just back up your computer anytime you take your computer anywhere. That's just rule of thumb. So I'm going to split that blame. But I definitely asked this dude a pointed question. So he hit me with the bullshit. So they was like, yo, will you sign this data waiver? Meaning if we... You know, crack into your computer and we lose your data that, you know, we're not responsible. I said, nah, I'm fine. They were like, well, look, because if we could do, we already checked your your hardware. Your hardware seems cool. It might be an operating system situation. If you give us your computer for three days, we'll flip the operating system. Or we could set up a phone appointment. I said, let me do that. Let's do it over the phone Mm because I'd rather have my computer in my possession. So they say, I say, what's the earliest they could do? They was like, yo, we could do it as soon as tonight. 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, bet. Let's do it 10 o'clock, you know. So, okay, between that and 10 o'clock, I'm leaving the spot. I'm feeling a little way, hypochondriac. I'm already feeling like, damn, I done got the COVID. I'm out in the world. I ain't got no <laughs> vaccine. You know what I mean? I was, I, was, I was playing cats as far as I could, but, you know, when I had to talk to the genius, you know what I mean? We, we kept our distance, but it was still closer than I would have liked. But, um... You know, I'm already, you know, my cough. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm shook. You know what I mean? It's probably about the 15th time I think I got it. So let me knock on wood. Mm. But anyway, uh, so now I'm like, damn, you know, fuck. I'm driving and shit. <clears throat> I said, shit, if I'm about to 
I'm going out. Let me go get me some bullshit. <laughs> I'm saying just to assuage <laughs> these uh, these thoughts. <laughs> oh, I'm like, and I honestly wasn't comfort even food. Yeah, some <laughs> comfort food to get me through this. So um, I honestly didn't even have the shit on my mom. But I'm driving up the block because I was actually going to get a slice from this one spot that I thought was eh. But I watched the, these YouTube reviews and they were bigging it up again. I'm like, well, maybe I need to double back and see if I was right or not. <laughs> I know I was right. but And then fortunately, I drove past it. And as I'm driving, I drove past it. So I wasn't going to double back for that because I felt like, you know what? You already know what it is. But I saw Popeye's. <clears throat> then I, I drove past that, but I had to taste for Popeye's. And there's a Popeye's near my spot. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, maybe I should try that fish sandwich. I've been, you know. The streets been asking. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. how I put it off? I don't I don't take full responsibility for the bullshit. The streets have asked. This is a community service. This is content. The people need to hear this. <laughs> you know what I mean? They waiting on me to tell them what to do, even though there's a Popeye's in damn near every neighborhood that this podcast is broadcasting. Anyway, um, so I stopped through to go grab me one of these joints. And uh, so, you know. I pull over, you know, I'm looking for park, taking a minute, pull, look for park. So I just pull over to the side mm-hmm. and I say, let me crack this, this little fish sandwich, see what it's popping. And uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't all of that. Like I felt like, and I want to know what you think, but this is how mm-hmm. I felt. I felt like they just, it's basically kind of the chicken sandwich mm-hmm. with just a, a fried fish filet that don't have the same flavor or juiciness as the chicken does mm-hmm. in a chicken sandwich so it's just like a nice little brioche bun little light tartar sauce one pickle and little <laughs> sad ass flounder filet and it wasn't it, it wasn't Why terrible it was sad <laughs> it just it just i don't know it didn't look like it obviously it's, it's fast food so you know i, I should have known better you always i've known better for my entire life but it just looked nothing like the photo you right. know what I'm saying? I felt like like the chicken sandwich looks close to the photo. You right. know what I'm saying? This shit looked like it looked like it looked kind of sad. Or maybe the one I had just looked a little sad. It was cool. I was hungry. It wasn't right. terrible, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but it ain't it the fit the fillet of fish ain't got nothing to be afraid of. And the fillet of fish is probably still an inferior fish sandwich mm-hmm. compared to this one. <laughs> but Again, like I told y'all, my palate is conditioned, and I like that it it does what it does. It knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It has a it has a distinct point of view. This fish sandwich, it felt like it came from a place that cooks chicken for a living. So right. it felt like this fish sandwich had an identity crisis. It didn't really know who it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. felt that ambiguity right. in in the taste. But that's right. how I felt. How well, did you feel? Well, I won't. I don't disagree with you a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, The one I had, it didn't look sad. It looked healthy. You know what I'm saying? It looked stout. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I respected the fact that when you you cracked it open, it Uh it did look like a piece of flounder. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look like it didn't look like it was pieced together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) With fish flaky. It was it was flaky. It was real. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh Um, the the thing, like you said, the 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 thing that that threw it off for me, and it mm-hmm. wasn't whack. It's just that again, it's you know how like 
somebody that might cook the chicken and the fish grease. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. It's like they cooked the, ch- the fish and the chicken grease. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it had the same spices, seemed like the same spices and flavor as the chicken sandwich without the, the payoff in the middle. So you want your fish to t- taste like a fish sandwich. You want it to be seasoned like a fish sandwich. You know what I mean? You want it to, you know, you, you want it to be what it's supposed to be. And it wasn't. So it was cool, but right. you know what I'm saying? It didn't have that flish, that fish flavor. Maybe they could have stood to throw a little old bay on there or something. I don't know. But <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? It just it just had the Popeye's flavor. And and another thing that I that I that I um didn't necessarily enjoy was that they the crust on it was just as crunchy as the chicken crust. And you never want your fish crunch to be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Seeing like mm. fish supposed to have a softer, softer breading to it. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily like a hard, crunchy crust, you know? Like, you know, you might be in a pub and get some fish and chips that might come out hard, but that ain't really how you really want it, you know? Right. You want your fish sandwich to be easy. You don't want to have to... Scratch the top of your 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 mouth with a, right. with a you know what I'm saying abrasive ass fish sandwich <laughs> right you know I didn't have that my shit ain't have no real texture to it so I see that's why uh, mine's was sad yours was stout yeah mine's yours was stout it's, it's like you know what I'm saying like come on man let's not use the flour why don't you put some cornmeal on this motherfucker man right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying see how you do with that then you kill him mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, what it is, you know yeah. so that's all yeah nah I feel you same here. Here. Yeah, it goes back to if they they need they need to give it fish love. It's a specific mm-hmm. type of love, like they giving it chicken love, and that's not what you do. You gotta you gotta you know you gotta be a little bit more uh, deliberate in how you present. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, yeah, Popeyes, if y'all listening, you know, take that as some free game. Yeah, you know I mean, you <laughs> I'm even gonna send you an invoice for that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ah shit. What else is going on, man? Um, yeah, man. What's up? What's anything else you want to chat? You got anything? Um, any uh, interesting? Yeah, I had a question for you. Was, you know, what I'm saying this Go was ahead. like a, a you know random curie. Okay. Um, I have a friend who's a listener of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Used to be mm-hmm. my partner in the music supervision company, Akina. Okay. Uh, shout see, out to Akina. Shout out to Akina, CEO of Banana Skirt. Um, mm-hmm. Productions um, And <clears throat> She's been posting A lot of beach pictures Right You know right. Which is not odd You know what I'm saying For you know It's getting warm And a lot of people Are starting to get out And travel And um, But Turns out That she Totally moved To Mexico You know what I'm saying Her Her son And her nephew Picked up Moved to Mexico You know what I'm saying And um, Is living out there And shit Which Which totally switches uh, you know what I'm saying Your mind is like Damn huh? Like when you see somebody Do something like that You be questioning your own You know what I'm saying Courage and shit <laughs> Yeah Like yeah. Well, damn, <laughs> damn Nigga just moved to Mexico Like how, how does right. that work You know what I'm saying Like like almost like You know Not that you can't fathom Because you you think about Moving places and stuff But never seriously Just say You know what Fuck it Making a jump Taking the kids Let's go You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying Which is like Wow, I thought that was like a hell of a move, you know what I'm saying? So I, I hit her up, like, yo, how, what, what, huh? How that work? 
And then she broke it down. You know what I'm saying? She said they, you know, they visited Tulum, and mm. you know they enjoyed it. And then they discovered that it was a a a, a, a expat community of black people that was out in those parts. Um, she said uh, she didn't want to stay in Tulum because it's more like jungle and you know the the beach and jungle. But mm-hmm. there's a town neighboring between Tulum and, and Cancun that, you know, had a, a large community of black people that was out there and just did it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, that shit is dope because it looked like the kids are benefiting immensely. Like, you know, every day they out there just jumping off cliffs and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, yeah, you know, in the middle of the pandemic and, and police shooting black people all the time and shit, you don't necessarily feel that joy in Brooklyn or even, you know what I'm saying, in Atlanta. America. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like, man, is that's that shit. Is that an option? You know what I'm saying? What right. I wanted to ask you was, have you ever thought about moving to another country and switching your whole shit? Wow. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one, yeah, shout out to Akina. I saw those photos. I thought she was just on vacation. And now yeah. that, to hear that it's a full-on move, that's big. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it as of mm-hmm. late. Um, probably over the last maybe year with the, you know, it's probably more than usual. You know, it's one of those things that you might, there's like a passing thought, but it was never anything crazy. But like, you know, now that I'm not, one, I wasn't working. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I'm not in a relationship anymore. It's just, it's been more of a, it's been more of something that I, I sat with a little longer, right? And mm-hmm. it's funny that you that the Tulum move or Tulum adjacent, I'd been hearing that as of late, that there's like a little expat community going on out there. I'd been hearing about that. But, you know, shit, with all of this, which you already spoke on, all this injustice going on, it feels like, it felt like just all of the shit, not even just the injustice, the the racial injustice, which is huge. That's a huge part of the pie because I'm black. Mm-hmm. That, that whole trauma and all of this, the exhaustion that comes from that shit and the, the, the real of black brutality that that just seems to be on an endless loop that you see then you had all these years of the trump situation and these fucking like idiots storming (laughs) the capitol showing the the uh true double standard of life as a black person you know if you even get to live as a black person then it's like after this you know you in the shut you you even shut down you're in your house all this time small ass apartment in new york city <laughs> you know what i mean like all of this type of shit then wait like as the world is slowly creeping to bit open you know people getting vaccinated and people kind of re-emerging into society it's almost like america was like all right time in now cops are shooting black kids again black people again motherfuckers is being brutalized mass shooting is back like it's it's like we ain't skipped a beat it's like the you know like the the fucking power went out for a minute and then the power came back on and the dj played the same record that was playing a year ago mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i definitely have sat with that thought the biggest thing 
I like how you said it it, it checks your courage, right? Cause uh <laughs> and it's funny too because I saw this um I saw this uh Zillow commercial and their tagline was to move is to grow, which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty interesting that they put that out there. But it definitely I you know, change comes tough to me. You know what I'm saying? Change is one of those things like I wish I was a little bit more open to change than I am. Mm -hmm. I'll eventually change but it takes me a minute. I'm not going to lie. And that's just being honest. So a big part of uh, you know it would be like damn to have to start all over again. You know what I mean? Like to not know nobody. It's as exhilarating as it is almost I don't want to say scary but like uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? To be the new person that doesn't really know the customs, that doesn't really know the culture, that you're you're just a fish out of water. It's exciting, but at the same time, you're like, ooh, damn. And then on top of that, it's just like, you know, what I do stand up, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so, you know, it's it's global, but it's still so American. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. the 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 real the crux of it is still like an American kind of uh pastime like it's it's there's it it exists other places but at the same time too you don't know what you don't know so you could get over there and find out oh it's a whole lot of shit going on you know what i'm saying (laughs) so there is there is some excitement about it there's some things more than anything besides my family it's the last thing that i my last note on this the 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 biggest thing that i would miss and it seems like akina found it where she's at is I would miss the black people. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I would miss my people. And back to the whole thing about wanting to leave throughout all of this shit, there's also mm-hmm. that part of it. It's like, man, we fucking built this shit. I'm not going nowhere. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, there's that that spite of it all. But then sometimes, <clears throat> shit, you never know, man. It could be beautiful. I just right. don't know where I would live. There's a bunch of different thoughts. But um, right. we'll go back to that. How do you feel about it? Well, you know... <sighs> I never really considered it for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had my little places in the States. uh, You know what I'm saying? Shit. If it's going to be New York, you know, Miami, Atlanta, or L.A., you know what I'm saying? Right, right. (laughs) I had my spots. But, you know, when you got, like, you got kids that's rooted in their school and their friends, you know what I'm saying? It becomes a different thought process of. Right. Breaking that up, you know what I'm saying? Um, even, you know, as they get older and it's like, you know, they they all start to become grown, you start to think, okay, well, well shit, what we do after this, you know what I mean? And it's still based on them. It's like, well, shit, we can be somewhere where they can get to us and da-da-da-da, you know? So, right. um, honestly, I never thought about it. In, in a real way You know what I mean I wanted to visit places And summer places And shit like that But to say Alright I'm moving I never Thought about it And, and you know I, I sometimes Like say when I When I did the magazine And it was mm-hmm. 21st century hustle Change or die And I'm talking All this shit right mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying What I found is like People Who may have never Thought about That type of thing they look at it like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Don't be shitting on my life. I'm like, nah, I'm not shitting on your life. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, it's other shit out here. You know what I mean? But I call it the mirror effect. And, it's and you know, sometimes you run into scenarios and, and Akina moving to Mexico being one of them, 
was like, damn. I had to check myself in the mirror like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You didn't, you never considered anything like this big ass world out here. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, you stuck thinking about four cities, you know what I mean? When it's a whole world of places out here. Um, so, you know, not that I'm planning to do that or, Mm -hmm. but I'm not writing it off either. It's just something to think about. And I don't think we give it a lot of thought because I guess we feel comfortable with, what is America and the propaganda of it and it's our home and, you know, we built this and, you know, but yeah. a, a one part of it is that, you know, we don't really know where our real ancestral ancestral home is for sure. You know what I mean? We know the continent, but that's shit, that continent biggest America and Europe and all that shit put together. <laughs> so, right. you know what right. I'm saying? So is it, that's what slavery does is take away your, you know what I'm saying? Your home of being able to say, yeah, nah, I could at least go back to my homeland. You know what I'm saying? Even if you came from, like, say you came from Jamaica or an island in the Caribbean. That's, right. that's not your ancestral home per se. But if you had to get the fuck up out of America, you know where you could go. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and and maybe walk straight into a, you know what I'm saying, curry goat or some shit. Like, hey, grandma, shit, I'm back. Right. Oh, we we miss you. You know what I'm saying? Refuge. Yeah, we yeah. show up anywhere on the earth, and it's like nigga, mm. <laughs> tourists, oh unfamiliar ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Where man. you from? You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially like you had a name like Ali Muhammad. They expect you to be from somewhere. Where you from? Mm. I'm from Miami. Uh, where your family from? Nigga, the plantation, yeah. Georgia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kentucky, nigga. What the fuck? You, know what I'm saying? you don't even know the plantation, you right? Know you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> you know, ain't nothing exotic. <laughs> well, yeah, know. man. Nah, I hear you. It's uh, I've thought about it though. I've given it some thought. You know, you, you hear it's funny too because as of late, like I was just watching this interview Dave Chappelle and Naomi Campbell, mm-hmm. right? And um, and Dave Chappelle was talking about how Stevie Wonder says he's moving to Ghana. Mm-hmm. And Dave was thinking about maybe even doing the same thing type of thing, right? Like, and I know we talked, you talked about the, uh, what is it called? The Return? What was the uh, the name of that, the the big movement that was going on in Ghana? Oh, last? like the Homecoming? Yeah, what was that called? The, not the Return, yeah. what's it called? The Return, was, right? Think, yeah, the something Return, like the Homecoming or something like that. But just, just I do feel like um, maybe it's just a part of getting older, you know what I'm saying? Like people getting older, the conversations change it. But I do feel like, or even to your point about Ramadan, I feel like the the conversation about living globally as a black person mm-hmm. has gained a little bit more traction than maybe it did before. When maybe it was just what state you gonna move to? You gonna live up north? You gonna live down south? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You, you know what I mean? Like that's what it kind of seemed like it was limited to. Mm-hmm. And now it's a it's a lot more expansive. There's people that have done it, you know, uh, on that same list as Akina. I know uh, Sherry Biting. She yeah. used to live in what London or Brazil or something she, like I think that. She's in South Africa now, right? Like you know, like when you start seeing more people, especially now that the world is so much smaller with social media. So mm-hmm. now you starting to see life 
on Instagram and YouTube. Like I remember watching a YouTube video of some this uh this black couple that moved to Ghana. And they were saying the good and the bad. They was like, yo, well, listen, don't do like we did. You know, you should do a little bit more research before you come out here because this is where we fucked up at. And it was honest. You know what I'm saying? It was honest like if it was like, yo, if you move to, you know, if you move from Miami to New York, this is what you should know. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It becomes a little bit more accessible because now you know somebody that's made that trip, you know, like so. And then the romantic nature of like, uh, shit what like James Baldwin and uh Nina Simone or what's my what's uh what's my lady's name from um they portrayed her in um Lovecraft Country um she was in France the dancer mm-hmm. uh singer dan- you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. I can't remember Banana but you know skirt. like there's huh Banana Skirt yeah there you go shout out to Josephine. yeah Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of banana skirt productions. (laughs) Right. Is that what she had? Is that what that's called? The banana skirts? Yeah, that's what she got from Josephine Baker's banana skirt. Oh, look at that. Look at how it it all works out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was was waiting to see if he was going to get it. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't get it. I was going to just move on. Nah, I'm glad you you doubled back because I definitely was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> get the eye just to keep it moving but um nah but you know like there's that whole thing it seemed like i don't know if it elevated their art but it gave them a different perspective you've seen it even when prior went to africa you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying or like it's just like to see some shit from outside <clears throat> it probably gives you a whole different perspective mm-hmm. than when you in the mix like you say you so Deep in the woods, you can't see the trees or whatever. Right. But at the same time, man, I know, back to what you said, like, I, yo, I've gone, I get the itch after four days on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get there Thursday by Sunday night. I'm so happy to be going to the airport the next day. You know what I'm saying? So, ah, who knows, man? But, uh, yeah, man. But, you know, shout out to the people. Anybody, yeah, if y'all, if beyond Aquino, if Aquino wants to, to, Follow up and hit us up. But, like, if anybody has done it, anybody's left the country, everybody's left America, let us know how it's been for you. What is what has been some of the issues? What have been some of the things that you never thought you... With some of the things you didn't see coming? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, I'm curious to hear how it's going, you know? Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. But it is something I think about, though. It is something I think about. I'm not going to lie. I At this point, I would do... I do a month somewhere though. Right, right. Yeah, I would yeah, do a yeah. month at least. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, a month. That ain't shit. summer. You know what I mean? Kick it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to try it out, the trial run, see what yeah, it is. But you would be like up. people from other countries. Shit, I could go home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Finally, right. Because I hear that shit. <laughs> I ain't never been able to say that. I'm here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going home to my right. homeland. Right. Yeah, right, my homeland, my motherland. <laughs> my you people. Land. That's when they start right. talking about you people. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Y'all niggas don't even understand. But oh, but um, before even before like Akina, it wasn't somebody that was close to me, but one of my neighbors mm-hmm. who um um used to live right on top of Brad Star uh, Roderick. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's from Chicago, and. Mm-hmm. He broke out. He like moved. Now I, I ran into him on the street, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm out of here." I'm like, "Damn, you out, dog!" Like, you know, what I'm saying he one of them faces that been around since I've been there. You know what I'm saying? 
right. like old time faces that you know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, man. I'm moving to Mexico City. I'm like, what? the hell is in Mexico City? What? But then, after he broke it down, it's like, yeah, you know, same thing. It's a lot of people, I don't know if they were black, but he was like, there's a lot of people, um, expats that live there. There's a a whole growing community. The arts thing is kind of like best I was in the Mm -hmm. the 90s. You know what I mean? You know, all of the the romantic conversation. I should follow up with him, see how it's going. You know what I'm saying? You know how they had that shit on in there, how it started, how it's going. You know, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, it's going good. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up, B. Um, shit. Speaking of um, <laughs> leaving the country, you see your man Alton. He trying to go to Havana. Oh, he trying to go to Havana by night tonight. <laughs> we can leave pre dawn and be there by dinner. Then he got reservations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Top Notch gave me a great fake ID. We good. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, man. Yeah, man. Uh, that nigga. I guess we can, yeah, I guess it's time <laughs> to get into that. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> That shit was crazy, dog. Uh, it's funny. I'm watching it now. I didn't pay attention to it before you even uh, mentioned it, but this, season, this, uh, this episode, you could barely see the snowfall again. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, that shit is um, fading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious what that what that represents. That mean it's but, going uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of chaos. What's your What's your feel? Talk to me. How'd you feel about it? This, <clears throat> this solid, solid episode. You know what I'm saying? I see uh-huh. a lot of people really like this episode, but to me, mm-hmm. it was it was solid. You know what I'm saying? It 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 mm-hmm. was very establishing, uh, setting up the war. Yeah, again, um, <clears throat> you had the action of of Khadijah shooting up the uh, of the funeral, but you know it was kind of anticlimactic. Maybe because I had already studied the damn promos so hard, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I already done put too much thought into it and didn't let it just entertain me. So, um, but <clears throat> again, I I like. Um, one of the things I liked about it is that I like that that Reed is has to feel some of this street shit on the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. before it's very dismissive of it. He was like, "Ivy, go ahead and go sell your little pebbles." You know what I'm saying? And right. and then it became something big. It was like, "Oh shit, okay, I guess your little pebbles is working." But now this shit it threatens his world. You know what I'm saying? And um. Right. <clears throat> so it's interesting to see, you know, now that they've been dodging his calls and he's been all out in Panama trying to figure shit out, and now he get back and all this shit is cracking. You know what I'm saying? It's it's funny to see some of that that the the streets bleed off into his world. So that was interesting to see um, for his character again. No action. He gave out some little tidbits like, you know, don't trust nobody and shit like that. Shit Franklin should have been already known since he already knew that kind of shit. But, you know, everybody get their time to slip. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I thought I wasn't as mad as at Reed's parts this week as I usually am impatient with. So, mm-hmm. that was cool. Also, also played, you know what I'm saying? He had a nice little... <laughs> 
you know, no, not many words, but you know, what I mean, he was <laughs> he was able to show his you. his seriousness. You know, what I'm saying everybody need a nigga hold him down like Oso. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. right, right, right. I don't work for you, pop. He <laughs> say you can go up there. <laughs> and he came, when he came back to get the little crowbar, he he put the gun like, all right, nigga, you done did enough now. <laughs> if, niggas, if, if, if the nigga wanted you in there, you would have had a key. Yeah, since right, you don't, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He bought enough time to steal all the shit up out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he got it off. Yeah, he so off. so I wasn't mad at those parts this week. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> now, one of the things that that it started off, you know, with with them up at the club or whatever. And Franklin giving one of his well, he was actually taking some some abuse from his uncle, and then he he <laughs> yeah yeah he jumped off into one of his Obama speeches, <laughs> and uh and you know he begin he get a lot of love for his speeches, but for me I don't feel like those are his, I don't I don't like those scenes as much as some of his other more calculated stuff like when he get to yelling and it, it don't sound. He don't be sounding mad. He just be sounding like a mad kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't feel the bass in his voice. It's, you know, I don't know if it's a London thing or or just him as a character. Um he don't have enough bass in his when he when he elevate his voice to the point of exhaustion, it don't be right. enough thump in that shit. It'd be like he sound like a yeah, like an angry Mar- Marvel villain or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, but he get a lot of love for him, so I, you know, man, I guess he he pulled it off. But I did like somebody was talking about they loved that scene and just as much as they did when he, uh, you know, I, the brick by brick speech. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like built by brick by brick, and I be damn. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like. I I replied, you know, I usually don't jump into the fray, but you know, I'm I'm uh, engaged otherwise. Mm-hmm. I replied that I like Leon's speech more than Franklin's. When Leon gave the speech to Franklin in the jail, you know what I'm saying? When you go in there, let these niggas know who you is. Punch the first motherfucker you see. You know what I'm saying? That it had it had more action items to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, it it yeah. had you know what I'm saying. It helped a nigga get to where he needed to be because he didn't have that information. You know what I'm saying. So right. somebody who's been there was able to give him some information that helped him. You know what I mean. And he was able to get his Stan Smiths back. So I would, if I had to give out the you know what I'm saying the Ali Muhammad Award for speeches, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it to Leon for the you know punch the first nigga you see speech. Right, 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 right. Now I hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I agree with you on that. The Franklin, them Franklin speeches, he, it's it's not real booming. It's re- it's more exasperated. Right. It's more like he's tired of these niggas. And what I don't like is it's bad separatist. Right. You know what I mean? Even if it's brick by brick or you know what? You know who's going to take the weight? It's going to be me. And y'all talking about, I need some, like, it's, right, it's right. like, I'm, you know, right. I don't Imitating like it. Them. Yeah, I'm lazy. He turns into a dickhead. He goes full asshole when he gets into that bag. Right. And I tell you this, I tell you that that cane is adding to his disposition. That <laughs> cane, he is that shit is morphing into his new personality. He is a nigga with a cane now. 
And that <laughs> shit informs so much of his delivery now. But, oh, uh, yeah, man. Oh. That nigga hit him with the, and what do I get? Any compassion? Like Right, right. <laughs> that ain't no drug yeah. dealer speech. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, man. Yeah, that, that, nobody feeling that. Right, <laughs> nobody feels. But he that. getting a lot that of love for his speeches, though. You know what I'm saying. So I'm, yeah. I, I have to recognize that I may be an outlier here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just my yeah. own. That's my note. <laughs> he like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I had to handle uh, uh, Andre bitch ass and Kevin bitch ass. Like, first of all, you ain't even mean to handle Kevin. You know what I'm saying. You can't claim that. You know what I mean? And Which then, one is Kevin? I forget. Kevin is Kevin his guy. friend who started with him that was give that gave up the recipe to the Mexicans, right. so he uh, could get revenge. And then Franklin ended up shooting him, thinking he was going to shoot. He was well, thinking he thought he shot him in the leg. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh right, he shot because he was about to yeah he was about go to shoot things the, up with the woman the with the uh, DA agent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Right. He was about oh, to go set you. the war off with the Mexicans, so. Right. So he hit him. He didn't think he, you know what I'm saying? He didn't hit him like that. And then he just bled out because he hit an artery. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you Accidental murderer. Right. He took the charge for that and got off. But you can't. I mean, Leon did more, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Getting you out of shit than than you did for yourself on the murder tip. So I don't even think, I ain't like, why you even bringing that up? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, you figured out things, moves to make, but also, nigga, you the one, you the one with the master plan. This is your sh- operation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you the boss for a reason. Like you can't claim up. That's like a like me going home. You know, I buy these groceries. Yeah. <laughs> like nigga, that's your job. Yeah, Ain't the workers to- don't want to hear that. No, nah, they don't want to hear that, man. Nobody want to hear all that. That's that's your that's your burden. That's right. why that's what the money's for. That's right. the old madman line. Yeah. Right. I babysitted yeah. y'all. You know how many times I babysitted y'all? Right. <laughs> hey, nigga, you can't babysit your own kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> nigga, you can't blame us for the problems you created, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's why. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, Leon is definitely the Joe Pesci of the crew. Right. In my mind. But I it's think he, I think difference he's, he's is, the okay. difference is he's starting to realize that. You know, see, he's starting to realize that he may be out of his league and as far as the information he has on how to deal with, with problems. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, when he seen him, had to go get Uncle Jerome to handle that shit in the projects. And he watched Jerome handle it. You could see the learning mm. in his eyes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I you know I would expect him to start growing. You know what I mean? I'm not sure where they're gonna take all of this, but it looks like he's gonna grow and grow up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all this shit is new. You know what I'm saying to everybody? The whole crack game was a whole new game for the world. So right. you taking young niggas and giving them money, power. And responsibility, that's that's a lot of learning on the job. It wasn't no no handbook for that shit. Cause the old school way that they was doing it didn't apply to the way crack was doing it. You know? So, you know, Leon learning. Yeah, this is all this is all new. This is the, this is phase one of Silicon Valley. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is all a brand new shit. They have 49ers. Right. Um 
I'll say what I what some of the shit that I peeped that I liked. Um, start. There's a bunch of there's there's a bunch of little things because you know I had to rewatch it. You know I, I don't watch it about three times this one. Um, mm-hmm. I like the episode. You know I'll say this. Even with the foreshadowing, you know, with with Mahamsha Damas and everything, uh, it was it was it was tough when I saw Louis get hit. Like mm-hmm. I seen it coming, the foreshadowing that that one that speech that Jerome gave her where he went in on her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you gonna be holed up in your ivory tower and all of that, mm-hmm. away from it all. And she was just like, all right, fuck it. And she went for him, you know. Well, even he, going he again, didn't ask her to go. He, well, he, to, he didn't. He, he well, told her no, to stay. He, he, yes, he, he made her feel he, bad, but he, I don't. I, I went. I, I went back and watched that to see if he said anything. That, you know what I'm saying? That like, you know what I'm saying? If you don't he didn't tell there, her to stay. He he made her feel bad for not wanting to go. He made he, her feel he didn't bad tell for her to stay. not wanting him to go. That's what he did. But go ahead. Well, I, th- I think that, and I think he made her feel bad because he was like, "You the one out here starting fires." Well, you know what yeah. I'm saying. He still, he still pissed off because he was in the dark, which I, I dig it. I understand right. the rage, and I'm not mad. I think it's justifiable. Right. I think it's justifiable, but when the attack is like you up in your ivory tower, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, basically saying you away from it all. You looking down on the game. Mm-hmm. It gets separatist again, like how Franklin to get a little bit. It's like we not all in this together. She in it just as much as she. Every time y'all do a drop or y'all doing some shit outside of going to the projects, mm-hmm. which she disagreed with, she in the fold, right. overdressed but in the fold. You know what I'm saying? Taking the mm-hmm. ride to Arkansas, connecting the plug, like she's. You know what I'm saying? Putting the shit together. So it's not like she's. You know, as Jay Z would say, you know, working third person. You know what right. I'm saying? She she's in the mix. So when he when he kind of went in on her, I was like, "Damn, this is heavy handed. He gonna regret this shit." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I thought that was a hell of a scene. I I, I really liked a lot of that scene. The only part of the scene that was a little od was the Louis. It was real Ricky. It was Louis. Like you ain't need to yell Louis that loud. You was right next to Louis. You got her in your arms like she there. I get, you know what I mean? But I, you know, for the emotional part of it, but I thought she, she played the fuck out of that scene. Right. And it, it made, you know, it reminded you, and it's not just Louis, because I think this is such a great show that there's attachments to so many of the characters, but Louis damn near and the centerpiece. She's one of the center, yeah, she's one of the, the key catalyst. motherfuckers there. Yeah. yeah, she's the catalyst. She's like the emotional core. You right. know what I'm saying? So like, Cause even you know it felt it was even even Reed was like upset when he heard Louis got hit. He said, right. "What happened? Is she all right?" Like, right. and you like you know Reed don't really he don't really get too deep into this shit. He like, well, she's okay. Like right. he was he was a little concerned. So that I thought str- that, that struck was, me as well too. <clears throat> yeah, so I like that. I thought that Reed and Franklin both kind of snapped back to their senses right around the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It took some real. I guess some severe shit for both of them. Louis getting hit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the article dropping, the shit that was going on in, in the jungle, wherever he was at, you know what I mean? Like, just to kind of, it sobered both of them up. Not really, frankly, because he wasn't drunk off of nothing, but, like, it, it kind of refocused him. You know, mm-hmm. that moment, like you said, when that moment when Frank, um, Reed was like, don't trust anybody. 
And he said, you already know that, you know, like just to mm-hmm. reaffirm, like, listen, don't forget, like, let's, let's, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. This shit is, you know, let's get back. This shit is a dirty game. So please remember that. And then that was, that was just in time. Cause thirsty T she was, she was doing too much. She was getting too desperate. She was moving way too hasty. She was, she was like trying to get in the mix. Like, yo, if you need, no, you're not alone. Hey, man, mm-hmm. listen, uh, I think she really fucked up what she called Man Boy Drew. Right. You know what I mean? I think that was one of them things. Um, I don't know if it was overt, but like, I, I you know, the, uh, the, the two-color blazer that she wore to the funeral, I don't know if that kind of signifies that she playing both sides. You know what I mean? That could that that could be some deep shit. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. I ain't even picked um, Yeah, the little green and black situation. I'm like, okay, she on some two sides shit. I'll say, um, I'm not gonna lie. This episode, not that I really give that much of a fuck. Like the read, the read storyline was cool, but this episode. I wasn't as uh, short with the reporter, with old, with old Irene Abe. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, I like the fact she got her journalistic thrust. She got that righteousness of the truth should mm-hmm. prevail. You know what I mean? And shit, I'm not going to hide. I, you know what I mean? I'm going to put myself out there. I'm, I'm willing to die for this type of shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I, I respected that. Reed had to hit her with the vaccine, but um, you know, it was it was it was cool. I, I respected that that spark. Mm-hmm. I like that she's in the streets with them big that big ass recorder, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get the story. That was funny. I think her uh, her ex husband, whoever's whoever's acting as the ex husband, man, he's playing that old earnest black man role to a T, mm-hmm. even down to the flannel. I thought that that shit was funny, man. Um, <laughs> I did. I like that. You know, he was he was into it. Um, what else? <laughs> I the I think the best the best reveal, the best part of that whole shit was when back to old my man with the cane. When you see Franklin's shoe and cane church shoe. come up behind, <laughs> yeah, that church Looking shoe like a deacon on the usher board. Come him and Jerome. I said, Jerome looked like a deacon with no congregation when he was out in them streets with that little pinstripe suit on and that jerry curl, mad at the world. But when Franklin came, came hobbling out, he said, how long you been, how long you been double crossing me, T? And I love that Peaches is always ready to go. Peaches is ready to put a body away. That's what he doing. (coughs) He on call, man. Shout out to D-Ray. He been killing it. um, Um, Yeah, man. Uh, Before we move on, I just wanted to double back on the case for Jerome. Um, yeah. See, it's like how you said, you know what I'm saying? He going to regret that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like they have all like, you know, between uh, Louis and Franklin, they have all done a little side things that you be like, mm-hmm. damn, they going to regret that one day. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. Jerome in that he had to sit back and eat a lot because one, he already said, I don't want to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. From the jump, like nigga, this shit is a whole thing. I don't want to. Probably why they ain't tell him about Reed, cause he already was like, you know, what I'm saying this shit get crazy when you ain't fucking with your own people. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, they've been setting it up to where you know 
he's been that voice of of the other side, and they've been kind of running, you know, a counter program to make sure that he's stays in the game, in the fold. You know what I'm saying? By pushing him along, but not by who Jerome. Jerome, like, okay, not keeping him all the way. Like you said, Louis is is in all, on all the scenes, but they don't bring Jerome to all the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's been that way the whole time. Like when he needed to go see right. Claudia, then she had to go in there and and face basically her pimp or whatever Claudia was to her. You know what I'm saying? End up, you know what I'm saying, getting into the sack with her. You know what I mean? All while Jerome kind of got to, you know, eat that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been at the club all night. Okay, baby, shit, whatever. You know what I mean? We do what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? I guess nephew know what he's doing, you know? Right, um, right. Taking it out to St. Louis, you know, she's a catalyst. Like, she's really bossing up in the thing as far as pushing it forward. You know what I mean? But, again, voice of reason is like, yo, you about to drop napalm on these people and you, you know what I mean, really you ain't going to. You know what I'm saying? But it was really the same thing that they did to him. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't know that yet. You know what I mean? Mm, That's right. just his his point of view is seeing it from like, yo, you might want to at least tell these people that this shit coming like I told y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, a, a lot of that conversation, what he has, like, you know, we in this because of you and Franklin. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know... <clears throat> At this point, these are problems that need to be handled. And I'm the one that can handle these problems. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one that, you know, so when it comes time for me to go handle something, don't come at me like, you know what I mean, sit down. Because this is where I'm This is where I'm strong. This is where niggas need me. He probably felt like right. niggas ain't need him. He Franklin ain't sent him to go meet with Reed. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew it probably wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, so he probably got a whole lot of shit that he felt some type of way on. So once he found out, he it just started unfurling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So that's all. I just, nah, wanted, to, I just wanted to recap Jerome's struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jerome, he's struggling right now, and it's a, it's gonna be. I mean, shit, this is the finale, or for this season. So we gonna see because he's 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 either gonna boil over or he's gonna simmer because. Uh, I think I think the the um him going out to the projects was risky but it, it was needed cuz to your point he's like he knows that life you know what I mean he knows how to speak that language way better than Leon does at this point he can you know he can mediate and mm-hmm. I, I I often and even with going to the funeral he knows what the optics are he knows they don't mm-hmm. want to look like they you know they scary or they ducking mm-hmm. anybody so it was a necessary evil Right, and, um, and they made but a it don't point make to it show any less that it risky. Worked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. But you, you stuck Only. between a rock and a hard place. You know what I'm saying? Nephew right. got it. Want to get the? You know, he remember the last exuberant speech from the last episode. Like, you know, we gonna get the business back going. Leon gonna get the projects back popping, and then Jerome already done heard the speech of well, we can't stop because shit, we in the in the CIA pocket. So, right. You know what I mean? This something he can handle. <laughs> He went and handled that shit. He know the politics of that shit, just like he told him. The gang banging ain't about just the money part. You know what I'm saying? It's about the community. And and actually, I had stumbled across a video from the 80s. It was some Crips. It was like a news reporter in the hood. It's like, you know, hey, would you would you stop uh, doing this if you uh, were able to get a job? 
And then one of them was like, well, shit, you know what I'm saying? I just be cripping on my job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and then life. Yeah. and then he was like, it's like, this this is life. It's not just about, it's not about the money. It's the brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? They they said all that shit what Jerome said. It's like a, a YouTube video. I'm going to try to find it. I was like, man, that yeah. shit is a lot different than the way it's portrayed a lot of times. So, you know. That's what Jerome is speaking to, and he's the only one out of that bunch that could go handle those kind of things because nobody else is on the ground in the trenches or have been on the ground in the trenches in that community like that. Mm-hmm. Leon to get yeah. there, but he's not an OG yet. He's a little G right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, it's good. Uh, other things, just to I say this, <laughs> and it's kind of becoming like a running joke to me. Nobody give a fuck about T's brother, but T. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, T, like that. you gonna you, you gonna look out for my brother, ain't you? You're like, yeah, yeah, we got your brother. Don't worry. That's about a that's a whole think, lot for a nigga we don't know. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it so funny because nobody's ever seen. He ain't got no screen time, but he done been referenced a whole lot. You gonna look out for my brother, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We come on. He good. Our brother he is good. the goose. We don't even know if T's brothers in, in. Yeah, we don't even know if he in trouble. He right. might be enjoying himself. Right. Um, <laughs> what's going to say? Any uh, any predictions? The finale? You know, I know nah, you don't really I, like to I, do predictions. I, but. Again, like, I played myself on the last one going too deep. You know what I'm saying? So oh, I, okay. I decided, right. you, you like know you spoiled it for people? No, not what I spoiled mean? it for people. I spoiled it for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that yeah. I, I knew what was going to happen, but when it did happen, like, yeah, I kind of, you know what I mean? It's just, it just, I took myself too far yeah. into it to enjoy it. And even though yeah. I I enjoyed it, you know what I'm saying? I just took myself too deep into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let it I'm going to just let it play out for the finale and um uh-huh. see what it is. But one one other observation I had from this particular episode cuz this was the uh-huh. first time that they ever gave an outside perspective outside of like the police, the CIA, and then the actual team, the gangs that's working with Franklin like the community's perspective on him. You know what I'm saying? So when they went in the barbershop, you hear all the, the people talking oh, about, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Saint boy, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a whole lot of chatter about him, but mm-hmm. it kind of was never established that that was where he was at in the world, even though you, ha- you have to kind of, you know what I'm saying, imagine that he was, because if he's a big timer, you know what I'm saying, he's probably known and people probably talk about him, but they don't show that element of the lifestyle, which is very important to street culture mm-hmm. is the outside element of, okay, yeah, that's Franklin right there. That boy, them boys doing it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just however the people in the world perceive him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All we know is what we see. You know what I'm saying? We don't get that. You know, like I'm paid in full, niggas walking the club and, you know what I'm saying, Brucey B shouting them out, ah, nah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Money making mm-hmm. Mitch, you know what I mean? Like, so right. you know in the, in the world he like that dude, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And he might not have been the biggest timer, but he was that dude. Everybody fucked with him. So right. we don't we don't get that perspective in this show, at least yet. You know what I mean? So it's like I, when I heard them talking in the barbershop, like, like, damn, that's a missing perspective. But maybe they'll never get to that. But that's a something that could have been in play. Probably had to play more extras and shit like that. But maybe that's for another show. Right, 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 right. And it, and it shows that they're pretty protective about him too. The way they was arguing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nah, I can't. You know what I mean? Like they were, right? <clears throat> they would, they would, they 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 attached to him, right? You know? 
there's some pride about that. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm gonna let this. Uh, this finale play out. I don't really have any. I haven't really formulated any big. Um. You know, outside of my big project, I still feel like somebody from the family might get popped, like out the out the mother, the father. I don't know if that's still gonna go down. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just gonna rock with it. I'm gonna rock with it. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm. A, it's crazy that this shit is is about to be over. It just feel <laughs> like it just started. You know, every time I watch Snowfall, I feel like I could do a whole nother hour. Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> they feel like sometimes they feel like they're hour and fifteen minutes or something like that. Because like when it gets close to eleven o'clock or gets close to that hour, mm-hmm. and then there's a commercial break and there's still some more Snowfall. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'd be excited yeah. thinking, okay, it's gonna be another two hours. You know, but um. Yeah. yeah, you don't, man. You don't get that when you when you running it straight through on Hulu the next day. It's just <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, I just look. Somebody's hitting us talk about are we watching them? I haven't checked out them yet. I've been hearing mm-hmm. mixed messages. I don't know if I'm ready for all that trauma. Right, right. But uh, I'm gonna get to it. I will say this though, based on what we talked about last week. I watched about three episodes of All American, mm-hmm. and I like it. Oh, I like okay. it. I like. Okay. I was. I was watching the first episode. I was like, all right. And then that twist at the end of the first episode. I was like, oh shit, that got me because I didn't see the twist coming. Yeah. And um. Yeah. 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 So far, I'm, I might. That's, I might have that's on the list. That's, on that's first list. episode, like season one. Season one, brand yeah. new. We yeah, got. We got to tell them. Yeah, that, that's Rob that Hardy. That's Rob Hardy. Yeah, yeah, the pilot. Shout out yeah, to Rob Hardy for that. Hardy, that was Hardy. a cool. Yeah. That was a cool little. Uh, that was a cool shoe falling at the end. I'm doing that yeah. on some other shit. I'm not gonna get into it right now, but um, one show that I've been fucking with, um, because <clears throat> I auditioned for it, and I didn't get didn't get the role. <laughs> but um, Young Rock, I like Ooh. Young Rock. Young Rock is pretty good. Young Rock, remember this shit I was telling you about when they had the um the Luke. Uh, oh yeah, 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 man. That shit, that shit is pretty. That shit is pretty good. I what like is, it. It's what, a good. What is it called? It's called it's, Young Rock. Young Rock. It's the Rock, the wrestler, as mm-hmm. a kid. Oh wow! So it's like basically him as a young kid, him as a high school kid, him when he's in college. Uh, obviously, him as the Rock. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like the the premise of the show is. He's running for president. That's where I think a lot of this timeline talk about The Rock running for president. I think it came from the show. But oh, it's been taking up a lot of speed, and there's like a poll out, like 46% of the nation said they would vote for him or whatever. But like the whole thing is he's campaigning for president, and he's in these interviews with Randall Park, who's mm-hmm. been popping too. Randall Park, you've probably seen him in um, either Fresh Off the Boat, Crazy Rich Asians, WandaVision. Like he's been, he's been winning, mm-hmm. and he's in this. And, like, he's interviewing Rock, and Rock is telling his story, how he got to where he is. You know, Rock's father was a wrestler, and Rock obviously was a wrestler. So this, they going back, like, 70s, 80s. So you're seeing a lot of the 80s wrestlers, Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog, Andre the Giant. You're seeing them type of cats. There's people playing them. Then when he goes to college, you got like Luke because he's at the U. He's at <laughs> Miami University. So you, Luke, you got Michael Irvin, you got mm. Warren Sapp. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's that type of shit. So it's like a, it's like eighties period piece type shit. It's it's fucking good. I like it a lot, man. I, I enjoy it. So it's a quick 30, 30 minute piece. But I've been I've been fucking with the Young Rock all through the season. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, 
That's it. That's what's up. <coughs> Pardon. Check that um. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out, man. That's been checking it out. Probably. I probably watch a little bit more All American, and um, there's a few other things I checked out, but we'll talk about that next week. But right. um, yeah, I think it's time for us to transform and roll out. Word up. You know. Yeah. It is. And you carried me Shit. almost a time to break fast. Appreciate you. Look brother. at that. Look at that. Well, there you go. There you go. That's what's up. I like to hear that. You know, I got some turkey wings in the oven, so I'm excited yeah. for those. You know what I mean? But until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in a conversation. We out.